Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ. Up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back with another episode this week, man. And it is a different day of the week that we're recording. It's a Monday. Just for y'all know, we we hitting y'all with some different vibes this week. I don't know if this is going to come out a little later than usual, but we here and we hitting it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is episode uh, 199. Oh, yeah. exactly. So we only exactly. got one more left <laughs> until episode 200. Insert, insert uh, Jamaican horns. <laughs> <laughs> What, what would you say that that's a Jamaican adjacent horn right there? I say it has to be because I ain't never really heard it in anything but like dancehall. Right? So like, no, right for sure. Except well, you know, like, hip hop start taking it over a little bit sometimes, but it's usually always reserved for dancehall. Okay, there you fuck it. There you go. So insert Jamaican horns, goddamn. There you go, goddamn it. <clears throat> but yes, we're gonna bring you the regular episode this week, one ninety nine. Yes, uh, you know, just our regular flavor and how we do things. Y'all know how we like uh-huh. to kick it off. So, so why don't we go ahead and kick it off with something that we talked about last week? Yes. Um, the continuation uh, will follow getting more information on the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fetty Wap pleads guilty to the charges of conspiracy to uh, basically have and distribute 500 grams of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And then also with, I guess, heroin and fentanyl. And it carries a max of possibly 40 years. Mm. Now, we were talking earlier, and I was saying, I only read in the article that it was for cocaine. They didn't mention anything about the fentanyl and stuff. But I remember in the article we saw last time, it mm. did mention that. So yeah, no, I need that, to look and see all of all of how that's getting done, too, because that may just be separate cases. I don't know. But So, and, and the sense. crazy thing about all of this is, all right, that last week, I think the, the case that we talked about was Fetty actually getting in trouble for flashing a gun on a FaceTime call that he was with somebody and threatening to kill them, pretty much. Wow. So the crazy part about it is, right, that he was still obviously, uh, you know, having to face the charges of the of the uh, the the drug the drug charges and shit. Mm-hmm. So he had all of that weighing on him, and then on top of that, he gets hit with a gun charge. He gets hit with like a threatening with yeah. a deadly weapon or something mm-hmm. like that. So as you could imagine, you know, that doesn't uh, look too good for him. And the judge thought the same thing, you know what I mean? And that's why Fetty Wap is currently in jail at the moment and is and is unable to bail out because he was denied bond. Yep. Now, all of that was, again, because of the situation that happened a few weeks ago with the whole uh, gun situation. And, um, you know, we talked about it briefly last week. I'm telling you, I think anybody listening to this now that isn't like 12 years old, could legitimately think back seven years ago, and that's how long ago it was. I think it was 2015 when uh, when Fetty Wap first came out and we was first popping. Mm-hmm. Like we said last week, the nigga had endless. Like I'm talking about, we could not miss. He was five for five, yep. I would say. And that first album, granted, they had all the songs that were singles and hits before they were on the album. But regardless of the fact, that album was actually a pretty good album, I would say. And, you know, we talked about it before. It's such a thing as 
is kind of letting it all out way too early and kind of just kind of not pacing yourself with, yeah. with your songwriting. And, you know, it takes a very, very special artist to be able to bang out that many hits and continue that over time, especially in the era that, uh, that we are in musically now, which is just fast food. We just digest it, move on to the next thing. Yep. So, yeah, man, it, it really is like like somebody has to make at least a YouTube documentary about this nigga Fetty Wap's career because he literally went from being, I don't, I don't want to say struggling rapper, but he was essentially a nobody, then released Trap Queen and became the biggest, uh, the hottest thing at that moment mm-hmm. to the point where he had re, uh, Drake on the remixes. Uh, you had all kinds of people just fucking with him. Uh, I remember I went to Summer Jam that year and he showed up and uh, and he performed and, and it was like a special guest type of thing and nobody oh, was shit. expecting it. And everybody was in that joint going crazy because he was the hottest shit at the moment. So it was just the craziest thing to see this. Uh, you know, when I seen this right now, that right now, currently, as we record this, he is sitting in a New York jail right now. Yep. Facing uh, not only drug charges, but also apparently gun charges. So. I don't know, man. It's just a crazy situation, man. I mean, this is another case of, like we said before, you know, you can't stay out here doing all the street stuff and expect to be an artist out here doing the biggest of things. But also, he kind of, like, pushed himself into that corner because, like you said, he kind of burnt himself out early with the music. And he didn't put out... It's been years since we heard anything. I don't know how many years it's been since that. You said 2015 since that album came out or some shit like that? Yeah, and... I'm pretty sure he's put out music since, but it just hasn't. Hit. It just hasn't hit. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, let me let me check actually. But I mean, okay, it's so- very rare that like an artist that hits that. But I mean, I can't say that because there's always been one hit wonders. But I mean, this technically wouldn't be a one hit wonder, like a five hit wonder or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, no, it's, definitely. It's very strange for someone who has that many hits off a of first album mm-hmm. to not even have a second album come out or it even be like, yo, this album's coming out, whether it was good or bad. Like, there was no promotion. I don't remember hearing shit about anything from a second album from Freddie Wap. So he actually, believe it or not, has um, he has quite a few, uh, I guess, albums, projects, with at least a, at least a couple albums because... Right after he released the first album in 2015, he released a joint with, uh, with, it was a collab album with French Montana, which at the time, French Montana was pretty hot too. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he's always, well, I don't want to say at the time because I feel like French always finds a way to stay relevant by somehow getting like the song of the year. Yeah. Somehow he just falls into his lap. Well, this joint says he only has two studio albums and the, the second one, it says released October 2021. No, he got a joint called For My Fans. Uh Fetty Wap. I'm looking at it on Apple right now. Let me let me go to Wikipedia. Let me see. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now. For my fans is a mixtape. Oh, okay. He's got well, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve mixtapes. Two of them are called For My Fans. I mean, you know, I feel like nowadays fans, no pun intended, <laughs> don't like to them, everything is just a fucking release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, because, and that's another conversation to be had that I feel like is really something that we could dive into is like the fact that back in the day, a mixtape just sounded different. Mm-hmm. It did not sound like an album. No, it could it be the same exact artist, but he would do things that he wouldn't typically do on the album because the mixtape, you didn't have the label 
you know, making sure to, to, to do this and to not do this. Exactly. You were completely so, unshackled. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. Yeah, for sure, dog. So it's just kind of crazy how a mixtape, a project, the EP, a LP, an album mm-hmm. are all essentially synonymous nowadays because it all kind of serves the same purpose. Like, you know, it's just kind of crazy because I remember it was a point where there was a clear difference between an mm-hmm. album and a mixtape. And it kind of doesn't make sense because, okay, he's got two albums, he's got two EPs, and then he's got like nine mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or 11, however many of the fuck it was. One of the EPs is called For My Fans, and then there's two mixtapes called For My Fans 2 and 3. And then, like, what? He had a EP called Lucky Number 7 that came out in 2017. I don't even remember hearing anything about that. Like, that was literally two years after he first came out, and, you know, that would have been in the rush of his big thing. So you think that would have been put out there more. But again, like you said, EPs, albums, mixtapes, they're all basically the same fucking thing now. So I could Mm -hmm. be just looking at a whole list of basically albums or a whole list of mixtapes because i mean yeah however you want to look at it you know it's 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 uh, at least a dozen bodies of work mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um i personally haven't took a dive into them and seeing if the music really just took a, a dive for the worse or if people just stopped caring about you know his sound and his music mm-hmm. but i really fucked with a lot of his shit like i said on that first album even songs that weren't the main singles. Um, there was a couple songs, like there was this one joint that was called Rewind that I really fuck with. Um, Damn was another one that I really fuck with. That and these are all songs that weren't big big singles. So I don't know, man. It, again, you know, to, to to I guess to talk about the whole why he might go this direction. I think it's 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 evident that he he wasn't seeing the success that he saw the first year of mm-hmm. rapping, and uh, you know. He probably racked up some uh, living expenses that he didn't have before mm-hmm. that um, all of a sudden were necessities. And now you're paying, you know, hun- tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, a month to uh, to sustain his lifestyle. So, yeah. you know, that's the thing. People don't want to let go of a lifestyle. People don't have people don't have I guess their pride won't let them mm-hmm. just kind of put out the fact that, hey, you know, I was like this now back then, but I'm not like that anymore. So niggas got to keep the front going. And this is the type of shit that happened, unfortunately. And now, you know, we don't know how long he's going to be in jail. Like I said before, he got no bond because of the whole situation Mm -hmm. of him threatening somebody on the phone. So now he has no bond and he has no uh, no sentencing um, uh, scheduled yet. So he's going to be in jail for God knows how long. And we all know how slow the the, the legal system works. And yeah. And you might be sitting there for years until they call you for sentencing, and you you know what I mean. And it's just a it's just a crazy situation, man. It really is, and I'm sad that he's going through it. But again, at the same time, I mean, you can only fake it to make it so far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's true. And that's true. And choose the wrong thing, then they choose the wrong thing, and I don't yeah. know. It's like yeah, it's like man. I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't. So like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, man, like. Again, I, I get it. Like, I'm not saying I condone it, but I get why, Yeah, you know, he might have been doing what he was doing, allegedly. But nonetheless, man, it it, it does kind of suck. Just because we've seen him, like, we've seen the come up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when you see the come up and then just a very tragic downward spiral, 
it really just is like, damn, bro, like you really had it. Uh, you had, and granted, I, I'm positive that there is certain intricacies that we aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's just, but that's life. You know what I mean? And the and worst part has got to be that this whole shit is playing out publicly. Oh, yeah, so now everyone sure. is seeing how down bad you probably really are at this point and like how far you were willing to take it to, to try oh, yeah. and make it. So, you know, it's oh, fucked yeah. up on many levels. But, you know, hey, I hate to even say it, but, you know, like, you know, good luck to that man for real because he's going to no, need it. Sure. He's going to need it. Whatever, whatever, whether he fucking legal or not, you know, just the fact that, you know, he probably was doing what he was doing because he had to continue to keep the image up to kids. Cause you know, I've, I feel like I've seen interviews with him and he looks like a pretty good dude. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not like a street dude or nothing like that, mm-hmm. but I genuinely like felt that he was like a, just off the interviews and shit like that. Uh, he was, he was a good dude, you know I'm what I sure mean? But, but you know, like I said, circumstances make people make, you know, bad decisions and in this case, his circumstances was he had to feel he or he felt like he needed to keep the image up and, you know, do whatever it is he's alleged of doing. But again, we, we wishing both of them, both of us wishing Fetty the best here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he has a good lawyer team with him. Hopefully he has some money from rapping still left that can get him to maybe at the absolute most get like, you know, two, three years in jail or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, a li- you know, five years. But anything more than that, I feel like would be absolutely detrimental to his career oh yeah and he it would be over like mm-hmm. with somebody like that who hasn't legitimately had a hit in over five years it, it's like dog if you aren't out here diligently working on music every single day mm-hmm. your career is over dog. and look how it's playing out with um with bobby Schmurder right now yeah you know and and everybody was like oh you know can't wait for bobby to get home da, 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 da. and what people don't take into consideration is that being in jail as different as I would imagine, because I've never been in jail, but as different as I would imagine as it is to, like, let's say the the 80s or 90s where you didn't have internet and you couldn't just look how shit is, mm-hmm. you lose touch with what's hot and what's not uh, as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing that people don't take into consideration that, like, yeah, you know, you might be connected to things while you're in jail because of the internet and because of TV and things like that. But you're not experiencing new things. You're just in the same confinement for fucking days on end. Yep. So when you do come out, I just feel like you might be a little out of touch with what's popping and what can you know get people to fuck with you, mm-hmm. which I think personally is what's happening with the whole Bobby Schmurter thing because, dog, niggas was so excited. Like, oh, I can't wait for Bobby to get home. And now everybody's like, yo, that's just kind of weak. Like, I ain't even going to lie. So, mm-hmm. again... This was Bobby. This was somebody who was, you know, beloved and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in this case, uh, Fetty, like I said, you know, he's going potentially to jail while being cold. Bobby Schmurter went to jail when he was hot. Mm-hmm. And see how it still came out. And see how it still came out. So, you know, just the overall just fucked up situation. Hopefully, you know, he gets proved innocent that he was not doing nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Get back to potentially making more hits, man. Big facts, big facts. We're staying with these young niggas out here doing the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this little nigga's name? Oh yeah, Lil Pump. Apparently went to Japan. Got a little dose of reality that um might really give a fuck about you out there, dog. <laughs> nah. So check this out, y'all. So a man, like I said, like he said, was in Japan, and apparently 
I don't know why they posted this, or maybe he didn't post it. Maybe somebody like a fan recorded it or something. Maybe. But he went out there and like and kind of just stood in like a very populated Times Square looking thing of, of Japan. Mm-hmm. And dog, when I tell you that nobody even budged to look at him. He seemed really annoyed about it too. Yeah, so you know, and you know, that just kind of reminded me, and and that's the thing that J. Cole, man, he he finds a way to be to live forever in a way because little things like the diss song that he made for Lil Pump mm-hmm. and uh and Smoke Perp, I think is his name. Yeah, his homeboy. Uh dog, everything he said is coming true. Everything he said. And and it's so crazy because that song isn't even like well, it might be like six years now. Six or six, yeah, something like that, which is kind of crazy. But dog, he said it word for word, like, bro, the kids that that's fucking with you now eventually you're gonna grow up mm-hmm. and eventually you're gonna see yo i can't sustain popping all these drugs doing all this shit and actually be a fucking responsible adult like you know what i mean like don't yeah. get me wrong there might be some people but most of the kids that's fucking with your shit are eventually gonna grow up and that's one thing that you know as you get older you kind of grow out of certain artists mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm sure we've all kind of experienced that throughout the years oh yeah that, that there was an artist that was our fucking favorite like i like i said i've said this before and, and i'll say it right now charles hamilton was one of my and i would still consider him to be one of my favorite artists however i can't say that i really listened to his music because to a certain degree i feel like i grew out of it you know what i mean yeah like, it was it was a different time in my life where i don't feel the same things that i felt back then and whatever like i was fucking 17 18 at the time yeah so i'm damn near 30 now and again that's what J. Cole said would happen. And I'm telling you, as somebody who's living through this right now, there is a point in time where you say, you know what? This is cool and all, but I ain't really feeling it like that right now. Yep. So I think the same thing is happening with Lil Pump. I think that a lot of who people who were supporting him, they just said, dog, I'm not really with this shit no more. So, and, and it's a difficult pill to swallow because, you know, that obviously means that your lifestyle is going to change. Mm-hmm. That means that Everything, everything about how you live your life is going to change. And I think this is just step one, essentially. People are going to stop giving you attention. Yo, is Little Pump 21 yet? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's like 24, maybe even. But he came out when he was like not even 18 yet or some shit like that, right? You know what? He's 22. Yeah, he did. You're right. He He came out when he was like 16. Yeah. So like, you know, you're not the same person you are at 16 versus 22 you know what i'm saying hopefully hopefully not yeah but i mean it's like it just kind of seems like this nigga is so it makes perfect sense why you say <laughs> people just kind of grew out of this nigga if he's still out here doing the exact same shit that he was doing five six years ago people uh, are going to be like okay like you know when i was like 15 16 17 i could get down with this yeah we did blah blah, blah dumb high school shit but like now i'm either working full time maybe i got a family at this point you know what i'm saying you know Whatever your situation is, you got responsibilities and shit in the real world. Like you said, you just can't take a fistful of random pills and throw them back and be wilding out all over the fucking world. And that's Nick. That's literally what this nigga does. He just goes and does his various drugs, wilds the fuck out, does whatever the fuck he wants. And it's still very childish. And it's like, okay, looking. And I, I, I noticed how, how much older he looks now versus he did a few years ago. And I'm not saying, and I don't follow him. I don't listen to his music. So it's not like I've sat here and watched that nigga grow, but it's like, I looked at him and was like, oh damn, he definitely looks older. That's why I was like, how old is he? But nigga. It's, to be fair, it's probably the drugs. <laughs> probably. But I mean, still like, you know, like, uh, 
I mean, like you said, everybody grows out of shit, and especially if it's just annoying, dumb shit. Like, like we mm. all liked Jackass at one point. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now, like, I don't know many people who still would rock with it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody nah, loved Borat at one point. And then I noticed when I watched the second Borat movie, I was like, I'm not really that into this. But Borat was like over 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, like, for sure. it's a different point in life. You are a diff- you're a different person. You're, 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 um, no, I keep wanting to say your laughter is different, but your sense of humor is different. Um, Isn't it so crazy that at some point, Lord willing, that we get older and shit, at some point in our lives, we're going to look back at how we think right now and be like, yo, you were so fucking stupid back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right now, I kind of feel like I kind of have a grasp on things, but it just kind of blows my mind to think, yo, man, if you get to fucking 40 years old, 10 years from now, nigga, you're going to look back and think, yo. I was tripping back then, dog. You will, because I, I can see myself between 30 and almost 40 now doing the same shit. Uh, but at the same time, you're supposed to grow and age and get wisdom thanks. and, you know, be better. Yeah. So you're not supposed to be exactly the same as you were 10 years before yeah. versus how you are now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, hey, but I mean, now we'll see, because I don't even know, like, when was the last time Lil Pump was even relevant in music? I haven't heard nothing about him coming out with nothing in years. I haven't even heard him talk about him on, like, rumor reports or, like, in the in the hip-hop news, anything like that. I never see anything about this cat anymore. So, like, what? So, I... Let me check on the year this was, but the last song I'm pretty sure for him was the song with Kanye West. You're such a fucking hoe. I love oh, that it. was smooth two years ago or so. No, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Um, uh, yes, damn, Kanye little pump. Where is that? Hold on. Why can I see when it came out? Album. Four years ago, you're right. Damn, four two. years ago? Mm-hmm. So that was 2018. It's two, 2022 Jesus now. Christ. So again. That joint came out know, when the nigga was still a minor. <laughs> you, you know, you you are, you, yeah. And the nigga was saying some wild shit on that joint. But nonetheless, yeah, dog, you know, four years is a long fucking time, bro, where people have become whole fans. People have built whole entire fan bases in those four years, we're talking about people like like the baby, little baby, uh, little Dirk, little <laughs> Dirk, nigga. Between then and now, these are niggas that became fucking ridiculously rich between those times, and you're mm-hmm. over here just going down. So again, this is just another sign of that. Him being in Japan and nobody giving a fuck about who he is. And the crazy thing about it, right, mm-hmm. is Japan is one of those places that if you don't look like how they look. They're gonna be like, "Yo, what's up with this guy?" And they love hip hop there. So, like, if yeah. if you're one of somebody who's actually a beloved artist and a known artist, they gonna know you <laughs> for sure, bro. One thing about Asian culture, dog, them niggas, because like the one thing about it that like, I guess at least that I can speak on a little knowledgeably about mm-hmm. is like the fashion game. Yes, like, they're really into into so much shit that becomes popular over here years later, mm-hmm. and they're like, dog, Asian people are are like trendsetters in so many different ways. The it's only thing that sucks crazy. is if you order food, if you order food, if you order clothes from Asia, oh, you got to order them joints like two sizes bigger than you normally would do. Because I remember and I got the, a two X joint, like a, I got this mean sweater. It's so vicious, dog. I got mm-hmm. it in the two X. I was like ready to rock that joint a couple years ago, nigga. I that joint was like putting on. It's like trying to squeeze into an XL. 
Uh, and the bullshit about it is that they probably only go up to 2X over there if you're lucky. Because mm-hmm. more times than not, like a lot of either European or just countries in general with smaller people, uh, either not as, you know, obese or not as tall, mm-hmm. they'll they'll stop making, like, I think, like, certain luxury brands, they only make, their jeans only go up to, like, a 38 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And obviously in America, we know that that is not uh-uh. going to cut uh-uh. it over here because mm-hmm. we got a bunch of people that need way more than a 38. It's so called, it's called Golden I mean? Corral, nigga. It's called Golden oh. Corral. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, though. I'm not going to fake. <laughs> hey, nigga. Yo, you know what's crazy? It's so crazy you said Golden Corral, bro, because I haven't been to Golden Corral, I want to say, in about six to eight years. It's been a long time. It's been you know at what? least... It's been a minute for me too, cause I I haven't been since right before my dad died, and that was in 2018. Mm. So like, nah, mm. nah, like, yeah, let's let's make a fat excursion one day. <laughs> oh, hey, I, listen, bro, and that's the whole thing about it. I'm willing to go just to see, because I feel like, all right, <laughs> I feel like back then I wasn't as aware of like. Yo, you can get way better quality food than this shit right here. Mm-hmm. It was just, dog, I don't care. I'm just be a glutton and eat fucking mad buttered dinner rolls. <laughs> <laughs> now, I won't fake, though. Like, when you get, like, the meat stuff there, yeah. it's the quality is good. Like, the meat, like, I've, yeah, I've, no, I've never had anything that, that was just, like, nasty. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, I give it right. to them. They can cook some shit. They got some good quality shit. But yes, the the butter on the rolls, the extra sweetness and everything that's sweet, like you know, mm-hmm. that's why I, you know, I'm shit. I'm an old nigga now. Give me a little little fruit bowl with a little whipped cream on top. Oh uh, hell no, nah. you you for real old nigga, dog. What the fuck is that? Because if I get something else, I'm not gonna finish it because it's too sweet now. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I hope I never ever feel Bruh, what you're saying right except, now. Except except for fucking uh. Yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I would eat that all day long. And now you like an old nigga desserts? Come on. Well, I like man. banana pudding still too, nigga. What do you mean, dog? That's your classic. Hey, bro. I, hey, all right. We're going to start talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ain't never going to start because banana pudding, my nigga. Yo. Oh, my God. That shit is made right, bro. That shit is burning. I am finishing the whole tub in one sitting. Bruh, Fuck Sharon. Bro. We went to like, you know, we had a family member that passed away not too long ago. Mm. And at the repast, they had this massive thing of banana pudding. Bruh, it was so good that me and my mom both <laughs> took two solo cups full of it home. <laughs> As you should. As you should, dog. <laughs> and you know what? I'm willing to bet that only one of them went uh, arrived home. You know what I mean? Well, see, technically just... we had three because my mom had her own cup and I was greedy and got two. And then I was uh... like, I don't really need to have two. And since you got a smaller portion than me, do you want it? She was like, snatch gone say less oh, i was yeah. like yo she was like i grabbed it before you changed your mind <laughs> you Dumb. gotta love your family man you got to man you, and you gotta love fucking banana pudding good oh, banana pudding. lord jesus yes there better be some cinnamon in that job oh yes but uh, let me see uh sticking again with with young niggas uh quando rondo yes. got shot at and had one of his best friends killed in the incident Yes. yes uh, so. Now, I didn't read up on the whole incident. I only heard what I heard on the Breakfast Club. They said mm-hmm. Quando sustained no injuries, you know, thankfully. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently it's like, I think you, was it you that was telling me or somebody else that it was like the birthday, it was like King Vaughn birthday or some shit like that? I that I don't know. It some, somebody else. was telling me it was something about the uh, uh, somebody that passed birthday. And when that person passed, you go after 
whoever took them out or whatever, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember where I heard that or if that's gospel. Um, well, but well, just to just to, it sounds like something niggas would do. I'm about to say just to add to that theory, his birthday was uh, August 9th. See, so hey, it could be that. It could be that. Could be that. But yeah, like apparently if it's the birthday, whenever like that month, they try and go after the ops or whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. that could be a whole retaliation thing. Again, don't know 100% sure what the situation is, but Quando did walk away from it um, unharmed, although I'd say psychically he ain't okay because that was one of his best friends, I believe they said. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. That, that ended up taking the hit. So, um, and they said this man was like, they showed a video of him like screaming at the, at the site and all this other shit mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, it was like, su- like, I mean, super emotional. Obviously, you know, you lose your best friend, you know, family and shit. Oh, blah, yeah, blah, blah. So, sure. I mean, you know, I, I say, hey. you know, good, you know, prayers up for him and, and his friends and his family and all the people involved in that. You know what the crazy thing about all of this, right? Is that, um, really trying to think about it from a, like a unbiased perspective, right? Yeah. Quando Rondo, he's public enemy number one to a lot of people. Why? Because a situation that that involved him got King Von killed, right? Now, obviously, King Von fans, who I would say King Von was more popular than um, than uh, than Quando Rondo, right? Yeah. Um, I think undeniably, but um, are gonna ride with King Von in this situation because mm-hmm. you know, obviously, his man killed him. Like it's 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 on fucking video, right? Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, right, is that if you really think about it, Quando Rondo didn't do nothing wrong. Neither did his man. Because, you know, fucking he was chilling. The nigga King Vaughn came up to him on some shit. And I I supposedly started beating the shit out of him. And like I said, dog, if you're a street dude and that's what you're doing, you can't have your <laughs> your man looking weak. Yeah. So he fucking did what he was supposed to do at the time being. Not saying that that was right, but I'm just saying that's what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And again, in a situation like this, you know, like like I feel, I genuinely feel bad for him because it's like, dog, he's public enemy enemy number one from everybody who's a mainstream hip hop fan saying, yo, like you gonna, you know, you gonna die soon, da da da. The whole King Von shit, like they gonna slap for Von, da 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 da. Right, that whole shit. Yeah, it's crazy. And then for this to happen. Where and what's crazy about it is that this happened in, in California. This happened in Los Angeles. Oh man! So and and he's from fucking Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. He's from Savannah, Georgia, I think. Wow. So, LA is the breeding ground again now, huh? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we got to think, dog. Like everybody goes to LA to either record music, to fucking meet with other artists, mm-hmm. to network. So you know, at some point in time, certain artists are gonna be uh, in California. Now, another thing to add to this is that. It turns out that Quando Rondo is actually a member. I think of the Rolling Sixties Crip. He's a he's he's a Crip out there in California. Oh, wow. like okay. he's like he's like certified or whatever, right? Now that's another thing that people have been mentioning that it could be a gang kind of thing. It might have nothing to do with the whole Vaughn thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. It, it, it's fucked up. You know, I saw the video of you know, like you said, him screaming as his friend gets pulled his friend's lifeless body gets pulled out of the car Mm -hmm. and you know as much as i could i tried to like envision or put myself in a position of somebody who is super near and dear to me getting dragged out of a car you know from one second to the next like Mm -hmm. they're here and then they're gone yeah and 
dog, that has to be like fucking incredibly traumatizing, dog. Oh like, fuck yeah. And um, yeah, man, I feel bad for Quando, dog. Like a- a- as much as people like to, you know, glamorize, you know, get back and slide in and all that shit, mm-hmm. right, dog. Somebody's whole entire world, aside from the person who died, but is just devastated, dog. Like completely devastated and. And I get that a lot of this shit is retaliation for other shit. Mm-hmm. And I get that the other side felt the same way at some point, right? But it just, it's a never ending fucking cycle that, again, I said it's, it's never ending. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a crazy situation because you're like, dog, like you can't really tell the other people to not do something because they're feeling the same feeling that now fucking Quando Rondo's feeling. You know what I mean? So it's just a, I don't know, man. It's a crazy situation, man. Uh, like I said, man, prayers to Quando Rondo because, like I said, he must be going through it. Uh, aside from, you know, just, I guess, public ridicule from the whole King Ron situation, maybe he has to now deal with and bury one of his apparent close friends. Mm-hmm. So, just a crazy situation, man. Yeah, man. Man, you know, like I said, all the <clears throat> all the prayers and everything up to him and his and his friends and family, whoever yes, else sir. is close to this friend of his who passed away. Because honestly, yep. that's a shitty way to go. Like, just like you're not even Hell the yeah. intended target. Like, you just literally catching the backfire. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And and again, I think they did come out and say that Quando Rondo. I don't know how they know, but that Quando Rondo was supposed to be the the intended target. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's 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 a fucking crazy situation, man, and. Unfortunately, all this means is there's going to be more violence the other way. Basically. You know what I mean? And and again, not to link the two or, or anything like that, but Lil Durk, I've seen a video of academics saying that he feels that Lil Durk might be the next one caught up in a RICO case. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but oh, the, the DA from Atlanta, she pretty much was like, there's going to be two more major rap artists going down for a RICO case. Before the end of the year. Oh, shit. So, I think, you know, when we think about what's going on and, and everything that's happened, I think, you know, it's safe to assume that Dirk could be one of them. You know what I mean? I hope it's, I hope it's not, but that that's what the fucking attorney bitch say. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Let's, let's, let's fucking stick to making music. I understand that, you know... It might be hard to break free from a way of living, dog, but fuck it, dog. Even if you got to look like a punk, if you got to look like a bitch, man, the point is to survive. The point is to live. And it's not to die. Like, I feel like dying a, a, a hero is glamorized way too much mm-hmm. in, uh, in in our communities. You know what I mean? Because, it, it like, people always say that, oh, he died a soldier, man. He died on his shield. Mm-hmm. Why is that glamorized? Why is dying... In a fucking unnecessary manner, glamorizes much some as it is. Most likely unnecessary shit. Exactly. So you know what <clears> I mean. Like when people say that, man, I'm, I'm sure that they've been, you know, like just I don't want to say programmed, but like that's just what they're used to. Yeah. So that's why people do say that. But again, I think we should stop when somebody passes away in a, in a in a manner like that. Stop saying, oh, he. You know, he died a legend or he died. Well, nah, I kind of like, I kind of blame that on like and I don't want to like say it's all of our fault, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, all of like the older hood niggas kind of thing. That was like kind of what they taught everybody. That was the mm-hmm. most important thing. So like it was glamorized to them. So, of course, it's glamorized to the next generation. And it yep. becomes more powerful with that next generation because like, oh, well, they've been doing this shit for X amount of years, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then it just like it mutates and goes over through time. And we, we, we've seen it. 
We've seen it happen multiple times. Sure. Uh, but And it's just sad. But again, it's it's like one of many things that I wish that just my people would not fucking glamorize. Because like we, mm-hmm. we glamorize a lot of dumb shit and it puts us in fucked up situations. And it's just like, literally, we just trying to keep up with the Joneses. But like, you know, you work in a, a regular fucking job. How are you going to keep up with, uh, you know, with... Uh, um, fucking Steve Harvey's daughter. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna keep up with mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian? How you gonna keep up with Usher or with Chris Brown? No, nigga, y'all don't make millions of dollars. But that's one thing that, like, my people, we like to be flashy. Yeah, and 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 that's why I really like the uh, the Kendrick Lamar song that came out before his last album, which is called The Heart Part Five. Yep. And one of the main thing he talks about on that song is is pretty much like as a culture, we have to stop doing things that are normalized as just being part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just how we are. No. Like, no, nigga, it, it shouldn't be. And again, I think that that's a very strong just thing to say from Kendrick's point of view, mm-hmm. because it's so true, dog. There's so many things from unhealthy eating, from fucking, you know, drug abuse to, to different things that we normalize and we accept to be normal because it's part of our culture, because it's part of how we grew up, mm-hmm. because of whatever the case may be. And, you know, when Kendrick say fuck, fuck calling all this bullshit culture, because it's not. Like, right. it, so when it you really teach like three year olds to be gangster and hard and cuss and all that other shit, yeah, this shit is cute on a video, but I mean, this nigga's gonna just grow up to be more and more like that. And that mm-hmm. just breeze letting them grow up to be out of control. Yeah, dog. So I don't know, man. Like I, I do feel like you know this, this shit. Hopefully, I mean, I, I do feel like it's gonna continue. Unfortunately, with 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 the fucking history of all this shit, I feel like more violence is gonna continue in this specific situation with the whole Quando Rondo and, and you know whoever else situation. Yeah. But I do hope that at some point. Somebody could just say, fuck it, you know, I don't want to do this no more. I mean, it's really up to us. Culturally, we have to teach that to our kids as we have them, and then they yeah. can teach that to their kids, and that's the only way to really do it. I mean, if we keep teaching the kids the same dumb shit, they're going to keep falling into the same dumb traps. No, nah, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. So, you know, definitely RIP to the to the young man who passed away. Mm-hmm. Again, most likely unnecessarily, um, and, you know, hopefully Quando can, can you know, fight through this and hopefully he can find a way to to just let this shit go, man, and, and keep keep better in his family, you know? Facts, facts. Now, staying with uh, with the culture and uh, things that people have come to see what they what they think the culture is about or how it should be. Mm. Uh, Diddy recently said that R&B is dead and that mm. motherfuckers are not they're not uh, they're not open. They're not intimate. They're not truthful, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And R&B. And honestly, I will say that that's true. Now, I will say that there are some R&B artists out here who are still really doing it. Oh, he said one of the things is that they actually have to be able to, like, sing, sing. That's one thing I okay. agree with. Now, there are some artists out here who are very open and such, but it's not because it's, like, a love aspect of what R&B was, like, when we came up. It's mm-hmm. more of, like, they all... Basically, like, I have to... I, basically, I put Janae Aiko and, and SZA like the artists like them into this thing because we all know that they go and get real fucked up on some type of substance and then Mm. come and create their music. Now I'm not saying that you can't get fucked up on your shit and create music, but they don't create classic R and B music a lot of the time, especially not SZA in my opinion. Yeah. I'd I'd say if anybody does more so it would be, um, Janae Janae Aiko. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time they're both like all like except for, except for like some of the already established artists who have been around for a while and still pumping out music a lot mm. of the new r&b artists they don't really like you can't really tell the tone of their voice because they're trying to like do the sing rap shit even if they're singing more than they're trying to do the the, the fast part of it mm-hmm. um a lot of it is uh like there's not really much love it's all basically it's like it's basically like listening to some of the rappers just basically talking about fucking the bitch and it's just like there's there's no there's nothing that makes you feel anything about the song you don't hear the song like for me knocking the boots yes that song by h-town is about fucking and we know what the fuck it's about but when Mm. that song hits and you hear these niggas talking about like you you feel a way i don't Mm -hmm. feel a way when i hit a lot when i hear a lot of the new r&b people like they just don't hit those tones you know you know why dog because i feel like now I'm not even sure 100 percent the song that you you just mentioned, but I, just in general, like 90s R&B, right? Even if you were talking about like some you know sexual explicit shit or whatever, like it wouldn't be as in your face as the, the quote unquote R&B is now. Mm-hmm. Like I like I feel like right now niggas will say some wild shit, uh, you know, like super wild shit, like oh, I, I want to like straight up like I want to fuck you right now, and also take a shot at their ops. Mm-hmm. And fuck the other side, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. some shit like that. Like they'll they'll find a way to throw in some shit that's like nothing to do with anything related to the song, into their song. And like you said, they'll do the whole little you know uh, ha- fake rapping, fake singing, kind of melodically rapping mm-hmm. kind of thing. And dog, you're supposed to be a singer, like you know what I mean. And um, yeah, man, like like again, okay, would you? Would you put Bruno Mars in, into that? Would you say he's kind of like an R&B singer? I would say yes, but at the same time, I kind of put him in the pop lane more with like The Weeknd and true. shit. But he has shown that he is quite capable capable of being an R&B singer. Because he can sing his ass off. Yes, he can sing his fucking ass off. But like yeah. right now, for me, singers like that, I would include him. I would include, um, what's his name? Miguel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I could include Janae Aiko. I could include SZA. Uh, but if I, uh, well, if I'm talking about like the ones that I really get down with, I'd mm. say the first two, and then put Jasmine Sullivan, like yeah, yep, Fantasia. Yep. Fantasia know. still putting out music? I don't know if she is. I think she's like doing like stage plays and shit nowadays. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I still, I heard her music comes up a lot on my Spotify when it's on random. Mm. Um, but you know people who are out here actually belting and belting like even Beyonce Beyonce is very much can be an R&B singer but I still consider her a pop star versus an R&B singer like if anybody if anybody is I'd say Kelly Rowland is more of an R&B singer than Beyonce is let's 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 put it this way right I I don't think I can think of the last R&B Beyonce song I can't it's probably like on her first few albums for real for real because once she started really hitting that pop lane she went hard would you say Halo's R&B song I think it could be, but it's also very much a poppy song, right? That's what I was thinking. But I think it, I think it's one of those that can like you know pretty much be categorized as both. I feel like it. I feel like the instrumentation on it is very poppy. I don't think it's yes. very R and B esque. Yeah. So for that reason, I would say more pop. But yeah, no, dog, you're right. Like I, I would even think that. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, it's funny. I feel like Rihanna kind of had like an R and B song with. What would you say? Stay is an R and B song. I want you to stay. The piano joint. Mm, it could be used as an R&B song, but it's more of a pop song. Okay. Because right. again, there's like, you know, and I've always said this about Rihanna. Rihanna doesn't have an incredible range, but she does mm-hmm. a lot with where she's at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Um, 
But I mean, uh, Rihanna has had some songs that like come close to it. You know what I'm saying? But um, what is that song? Um, shit. Oh, on something, on something. I don't remember, but it was like a. Uh, some some joint she had that was more of a uh, Un- oh I don't uh, wanna da-na, 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 and a lot of R&B people that people that consider R&B people are actually pop singers. Like Justin Bieber wants to be considered R&B, but he's very much a pop singer. Like Chris sure. Brown is con- is always considered an R&B singer. He ain't really made no R&B music in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? He's always making pop music. So I always consider him a pop star. But I mean, but people you, have you their variations. You could say half of his career was R and B and half. I could I could say about yeah I could I could say that. But there's definitely more pop music now. You know, yeah, for sure. For but sure. but he's. I feel like he's always been one of those artists that kind of walked the line. He had some R and B shit, yes, back in the day. But it, it was more of like it was more of like the the black kind of popish kind of stuff like that. But you're still considered an R and B singer, like Three L W or T L C. You know, shit like that. Okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Okay, how, how do you feel about um or have you listened to any like Jaquise at all? I haven't heard any. I think I've maybe heard like one or two Jaquise songs, or at least parts of them. Like on, but in, but they were Instagram both like yeah they were both like I want to say at least one was sampled cover? off of something famous. It's probably a cover. Yeah, that's, that's all he does is covers. All right, how about um my baby from the fucking across the across the ocean uh, uh LMA. Oh, I like her. She's a, she's an R and B singer. She's sure. an R and B singer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I feel like she uh she kind of has a lot of the uh you know. I guess the pieces of a. Of a oh, of she a got that romantic shit, like that heartbroken shit, like that in love shit. Yeah, no, nah, she's she's got it. And everybody, well, it was like somebody was saying like Tory Lanez is their favorite R and B singer. I was like, is Tory Lanez an R and B singer or is he a rapper? You know, to be honest with you, I think he could do both. Hmm. I think he's actually pretty talented. And I, I'm gonna see if I can send you a couple songs that I was that I would okay. say, yo. Now, granted, I I do believe that he does have a little bit of auto tune in there. But I don't think it's like I'll, I'll let you be the judge. I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep it until I hear the song. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But no, but yeah. So he's somebody who um, I I, w- I would say he has a couple. Now, and again, the problem with him is that he always does a little uh, kind of singy, rappy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he does have a pretty wide uh, range. I would say. And again, is it assisted by a little bit of auto tune? Potentially, maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would that would be another person to throw in there. Um, again, you know, I I think to go back to the initial conversation of is R and B dead? Again, from an outsider perspective, I was, and by that I mean I'm never been the biggest R and B fan, right? But I would say that, and I'm sure you'll probably say the same thing, that when rappers started doing this melodic shit, mm-hmm. that's when R&B kind of, you know, fell to the wayside. Why? Because R&B singers started to doing that shit too. Like the melodically rapping kind of shit too. I feel like even Usher did that. Yep, uh, he sure did. What's that song? Uh, no Limit. Is that a new one from him? Uh, it's somewhat new. It's it's the song. It's like uh, I think I'm two albums no, behind on Usher, and I didn't yeah. even realize it. But 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 you know Either what I'm way. talking yeah. about though. Mm-hmm. That he he's definitely done that. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure most 
R&B artist because, you know. Oh, Brandy's done that shit before. Monica's done that shit before, you know, mm-hmm. like. Has your girl um, Mary done that? Not really. She'll she's more singing singer, but like she'll 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 bust a rhyme every now and then, like an actual rhyme. Mm. It won't be nothing long or serious, but like you know. But I've never Not really. She never. Uh, maybe a couple times she did a little bit of a fast singing jump. I think probably once or twice at this point. Mm. So yeah, yeah, no, but again, it's it's hard out here for R and B singer if you're over here mm-hmm. not doing that shit. You know what I mean? And even even for the legends, you know, everybody that we just named right now, for the most part, you know, is a legend mm-hmm. in, in, in their in to their degree. Exactly. So so uh, yeah, they they had to do it too. And again, I, I do feel like that is a thing that happened once rappers started doing that. The the uh, the value of an R and B singer went down at least to the public or at least to most people i would mm-hmm. say and it's because they felt like you know what dog i can't barely sing my damn self what the fuck do i need <laughs> usher in this joint singing this joint i just have this other nigga who can barely sing certain notes just like me <laughs> sing it and it's, it's easier to sing along to that's another mm-hmm. thing too that that is way easier to sing along to these half-ass you know melodic kind of singy type of shits than to a Fantasia song. True. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you you just don't get that feeling from them anymore. They don't really stick with me. Like, you know, I've listened to a lot of the new R&B people and I did, none of them have songs that just really, really stick with me as something that I'm like going back and listening to. Maybe they have like one or two, you know, but that's, yeah. it's just, R&B just does not hit the same. It's again, it's changed just like hip hop has changed throughout the years. And you know, like not all, I mean, if you're a real R&B head and I mean, like I grew up on R&B, like, my parents, I grew up on whole like Motown and all that other shit. So you know the classics, classic singers. Man, like listening to R and B now versus like when I was a kid versus even like the shit my mom and my dad grew up in. Like it's just it's completely different. Like there's really not like they like Diddy said. There's not very much emotional vulnerability. Like motherfuckers used to. It sound like niggas used to be on a song crying about this girl. Come please take me back. Please baby baby please baby baby please. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yo get that number. Like ho get the fuck out of my house. I fucked you once. Get the mm-hmm. fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like oh okay. no, one hundred percent. And and you know that might just be a sign of where the culture is as mm-hmm. far as like vulnerability and as far as that nobody wants to appear vulnerable i feel like that's kind of a thing right now where like people specifically women i feel kind of want to like you know be tougher and not look as if something hurt them or whatever and i'm not saying that dudes don't do this shit but i do feel like it's kind of more so on that end but again i do think that that's what most people are kind of like it's kind of like you don't want to be quote-unquote played you know yeah. what i mean and, and back then niggas was getting played left and right and singing about that shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean exactly and, and singing their heart out about that shit so it's kind of um i think i think it's a sign of times as mm-hmm. to you know the content matter changing and here's another thing too i hate when a song is super supposed to be like very uh romantic-y and shit and then all of a sudden there's a line that just like not fitting at all. Like that shit just blows my fucking mind. Dog. It's like I'm gonna bring you candies. I'm gonna bring you flowers, and I'm gonna blink, br- uh, blow your fucking back out. <laughs> like <Yeah>. what, nigga? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I would love to do that to a joint, right? But it's like, bro, I'm not here for that right now. Mm-mm. I'm here because I'm digging this new girl that I just met, and I'm over here trying to fall in love with her way too fast. <laughs> so, I'm a, so I gotta listen to this song. To, to speed the process up. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and send uh, H-Town knocking the boots to you right now. 
before okay. you get it in a couple of days and don't even listen to it because it's a, <laughs> a random text from my fucking ass. You know, hey, dog. <laughs> listen, y'all. I cannot tell you how many times I've been at work and this motherfucker just decides to send me a video link with no context. Nothing. No, nothing. And just I guarantee hope- you it's because I was editing the podcast and was like, <laughs> I forgot to send that to that nigga and it will just... <laughs> Dog. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I listen to him and I remember what he was talking about, but sometimes it'll be like a very obscure reference that I don't even remember what part of the, of the podcast we talked about this shit. And then he doesn't reply, so I can't explain myself, and no. I was probably high as shit when I sent it and figured he remembered what the fuck I was talking about, and then I forget to fucking ask him if he even watched the fucking video. <laughs> Isn't that the funny thing about being high that, because I, dog, my, my worst thing that I do is when I'm high is if I'm riding in a car with somebody and they're driving, I just assume they know Oh, where the to fuck go. you going? Yeah. People do that to me all the time. Dog. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times niggas is like, Hey bro, tell me uh, tell me when to make a left or tell me when tell me when to how to go to your house. Oh, you were supposed to turn back there. <laughs> like I'll see the nigga driving like dog, why you how you supposed to make that left? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm telling you asking That's you where why, to go. Yeah. Bruh, and that specifically oh, yes. happens when I'm high. For sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, so um, random shit. Yes. We've talked about Brittany Griner, nine-year sentence in Russia, as fucked up as the situation is. Mm-hmm. Guess who put on the motherfucking Superman cape and is ready to fly to Russia? Let's hear, man. Who, who we talking about? Dennis Rodman. <laughs> hey, listen, man. If history proves anything... Is that when in doubt, call Dennis Rodman, man. <laughs> That's a goddamn shame, but it seems to be fucking appropriate <laughs> than a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dog, I'm telling you, you were just talking before the show started about when he went to uh, uh, North Korea and, and, and met up with Kim Jong-un. And I don't know exactly what they met about, but I do remember hearing like, yo, he fucking did some shit that like mad governors and presidents weren't able to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure maybe it has something to do with him being a larger-than-life personality True. throughout most of his, uh, uh, I guess, popularity in the media. <laughs> from him, when from when he played with, obviously, with Michael Jordan and the Bulls, he was uh, a very out-there personality. He was and one of the first be- people I remember with, like, the ridiculous amounts of tattoos and the NBA and the face piercings and mm-hmm. shit. I'm about to say, this was before everybody had their nose uh, pierced. This is before people had random face piercings. The lip jumps. The, yeah, exactly. Before he had, before people were having the lip joint. He had all this shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget that this nigga not only wore a wedding dress, but married the city of New York. I did not know that, but I'm glad I know that now because mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking insane. It was funny because I think he, he wore a white wedding dress with like his shoes at the time. Shut the fuck up. Yo, now what's even crazier, and I think they talked about this on a Michael Jordan documentary, was I want to say it was when they won a championship, like during the finals or something, that the, on the on their day off, this nigga went to a wrestling event and participated in a wrestling match <laughs> while he's in the playoffs. Wow! Not forget the playoffs; he's in the fucking finals. <laughs> How and this nigga was wrestling through? on his day off. Oh, my God. You wrestling. know he got in trouble for that. You know he got oh, in trouble ha- for that. Well, I don't remember exactly what happened because I think they did mention what happened. But, nigga, the nigga still played. 
You know? Hey, they hey, said that listen. that nigga went out party, got drugged up, blah, blah, in Vegas, hey. and then came back and played in the, uh, not the finals, but like a playoff game the next day. Like, and handle his shit. <laughs> Let me tell you what a great philosopher once told me, okay? Mm. You do what you want when you pop. Hey. My nigga Future Hendrix. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, man. Yeah, no. I mean, but dog, like I said, you know, you do what you want when you pop. And if you're the fucking second or third best player on the team, Dog, fuck what coaches talk about. Like, oh, I don't care who it is. If they don't show up to practice, they're not playing. Let me tell you, as a nigga who heard that many times and also seen a nigga who was, like, the best player on the, on the, on the fucking team show up, like, nigga, 20 minutes before our game started and mm-hmm. still started mm-hmm. and still beasted out. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, dog, that shit, especially in the pros where these niggas are getting paid millions of dollars, does not fucking matter, dog. The coach could say whatever the fuck he wants. Nigga, you got niggas in the front office telling me, you better play that, nigga. You got me fucked up. Exactly. We're paying him 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year, and he is not about to sit on the bench, nigga. I don't care what he said to you, dog. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, let's listen, man. Um, but bringing it back to what we were talking yeah. about, though, uh, I do hope that, you know, he could figure something out. You know, we've both voiced our opinions on this whole situation mm-hmm. before. I feel like, you know, well, first of all, I feel like, Weed should be legal everywhere. That's just off of the strength right there. But also, I also agree that I also feel that you can't impose your beliefs on in, on other countries, i.e. just because we feel that weed isn't that big of a deal doesn't mean that another country can't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So if that's how they feel and that's what the law is and, and that's what it's always been, even with people from that country, and I think I've seen something that said, that it's been consistent that people who get caught up in with similar charges get the same exact sentence. So mm. if that's what's going on, right, it is unfair. But I feel like you really can't do nothing about it. Nonetheless, I still hope she gets out. Yep. I, I hope that she finds the way because I don't. I don't wish jail upon nobody. And especially not know, Russian jail. Shit. Especially not Russian jail. Even though I heard that she has kind of gained like a little. Uh, like a little like like people fuck with her in the jail. I don't know how people know that, but apparently I think her lawyer said that yeah, you know she's become cool with the prison guards and a lot of the uh, people, a lot of prisoners they fuck with her, and it might just be because she's like a seven foot tall uh, black woman. woman. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. In Russia, you don't see that quite often in Russia. No, and it's like, dog, do you really want to like fight her, dog? Like. She might punch you one time and Hell fuck no. your shit I wouldn't up. want to fight her. And I'm sure I've got almost 100 pounds on her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you, dog. I'm with you. But listen, man, free Britney Griner. Yep. Like I said, we, we can't go around expecting other countries to do what we do. But at the same time, I do think it's unjust. I think it's it's some shit that wouldn't have happened had the U.S. not been going through the situation that they're going through right now. Because if, from what I understand, they flagged every American flying into the country True. to potentially have a situation like this. And sure enough, something like this fell right into their hands. But it so. also goes into something that we talked about before the show that we haven't talked about on the show yet, as in the pay structure of the WNBA. Because yep. if the WNBA actually paid its star players yes, 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 what yes, they yes, are yes. actually worth, she wouldn't have to go play in Russia and have this possibility of anything like this happening because she's trying yeah. to get extra money to pay, playing in the Russian league. Now, you know, we like you said, we talked about this shit a little bit before the show. Mm-hmm. I went to, for those of y'all that don't know, we're in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. I went to a uh, Washington Wizards event, to make things short. And 
this event that was being held was in their fucking training facility. And when I was there, there was like an ad or something where they sell on the microphone. They were like, don't forget to come support the Washington Mystics right here at the, you know, <laughs> the Wizards, Wizards training, training facility. facility. <laughs> and that's where they played their fucking home games was at the Wizards training facility. I feel like that's job disrespectful for a professional team to have to play in anybody's training facility. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But like I told you earlier, you know, it might not be a good idea for the fucking venue to be like, yo, we're only going to maybe get 30 people in here tonight. So let's, instead of doing that, let's fucking have fucking Kalani perform in this joint and get us you know, a hundred thousand dollars a night, or fucking uh-huh. Bad Bunny, uh-huh. or, or or Lil Baby, or whoever the fuck. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Anybody will pretty much get way more money, bringing way more revenue than them. So, on top of that, you got to pay staff to be there. Uh-huh. You got to pay the light. You got to pay the AC. All that shit. Is it really worth it at the end of the day? Obviously not, because that's why they're having it in the smaller venue. Uh-huh. But I say all that to say that I feel like it's difficult. Um, for the for players to get paid, you know, I mean, they could all the colleges we have in this area. They could use a collegiate basketball course. You know what I'm saying? Like a collegiate basketball court. Like yeah, and that no, would yeah. it wouldn't be anywhere near much money. It would be bigger than a training facility. Where for for fucking them to play and also for fans to come and watch. No, I guess what I'm trying to refer to is um like them getting paid mm-hmm. a good amount of money. No, you know I know what, what you mean. mean. Like, yeah. And I just feel like that'd be almost impossible. Like, you literally, like, where would you be? Now, again, I'm not 100% the most educated on it, right? Uh-huh. But where would you get the money to pay uh, a Britney Griner the money that she's making in Russia? Because to be honest, right, hey. I feel like a big part of, uh, uh, of why she's able to get that kind of money is because, I mean, for one, she's one of the, uh, mine, I saying one of the more dominant players in the WNBA right uh-huh. here. And... Yeah, Russians don't see people that look like Britney Grinder, you know, a tall African American woman. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, you know what I mean? That's why she's getting paid that money is because there's a there's a wanting for that, I guess you could say, over there. Because like I say, you don't see it so often. But over here, like I said, bro, unfortunately, the reality of it is that people are not gonna watch the WNBA uh, just because, like I said, there's the NBA, which is the alternative of that, I guess, or the other, the male version of that. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I just feel like there's more incentive to watch that. Even from just thinking about it from a purely stripped down version, not even thinking of one being male and the other one being female. Just look at what one brings to the table and what the other one doesn't. So, True. you know, granted, you know, fucking NBA players get paid maybe hundreds of 50 times more, like legitimately 50 <laughs> yeah. times more. But I don't know, man. It's just a hard situation. Again, I understand why she might have had to go out there, being that she's receiving the kind of money that she's probably receiving down here. But yeah, man, it's just it's just fucked up. Man. Well, hopefully Dennis can bring her home, or at least get yeah. some shit rolling, so she doesn't have to serve that whole sentence. I mean, you know, like I I feel like there's there's probably a way to do this, but they're trying to they're trying to tread carefully because it's it's in Russia. And all the oh, shit yeah. that goes around with being in Russia. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. All right, y'all. So we're going to end ten- tonight's episode on a very light note. We've talked about some heavy subjects throughout the episode. Yep. So we figured, hey, let's just end it on a light note on there some you. fat boy shit. There you go. Shout out to all my fat boys out there. Gang, gang. We just 
<laughs> Love eating, man. That's what we here to do, man. So we're going to talk about something that I've seen my guy, Black Boy JB, post. Uh, and I've seen this on Academics' page. But he posted that he was the first rapper to try the fucking Chick-fil-A traditional bone-in chicken wings. Hmm. Now, let me just ask you this before we go any further. Uh-huh. Are you a Chick-fil-A person? Like, Are, are you a fan of Chick-fil-A? I'd say I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it because I've literally only had it maybe four times. Whoa. Yeah, and the and the the last two times I had it was after it moved down the street from where I am now. <laughs> like they literally just built one like not even three months ago. So Jesus. like I've been to it twice, but before that, two like people bought me Chick Fil A because they wanted to go. Right. So so you've never been like a, oh I'm trying to go Chick Fil A type of person. Not I mean just those two times when I went to go check out and see what was on the menu and shit. But they got a lot of shit on that goddamn menu, bro. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, dog. <laughs> I don't care what nobody else say. These motherfuckers know how to do chicken. <laughs> if it's one thing they know how to do, it's fucking chicken, bro. And after even the Popeye sandwich, after the McDonald's sandwich, after the, every fucking restaurant, all of a sudden got a chicken sandwich. Now let me tell you. There is none better than uh, 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 what, what we're talking about right now. I can't remember. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> then Chick-fil-A. Well, yes. I will say, Wendy's used to have the best spicy chicken sandwich. But now that joint is like a spicy chicken patty. I had it like a few weeks ago. And I was um, just like, bruh, terrible. what are y'all doing? Like, terrible. This- you give children in elementary and middle school chicken patties. You mm-hmm. give grown fucking people goddamn chicken breasts or pieces of fucking dog. Make me pay that no shit. $10 for no meal with no chicken patty in it, bro. Hell Come on, nah. Dog. You got me fucked up. But that's what I'm saying, dog. I'm I'm very excited and I hope that this, is, this isn't a regional thing that they only release the wings in certain areas or whatever. Yeah. I hope this is a nationwide release because I promise you when I find out that the one near my house is serving these damn wings, <laughs> as soon as I find out, I don't care if I just ate a whole pizza. I'm going to go up there and get them damn wings, bro. Because, listen, if there's one place that does chicken right, that's a fast food place. Yep. It's motherfucking Chick-fil-A. So I got to see what's going on with these fucking wings, man. How you feeling about them, man? Are you, are, you, are you a chicken wing person, first of all? Yes, I am a chicken wing person. I am a chicken person, period. I am a Negro. I enjoy the bird uh, <laughs> I, in I, all I, its forms. Flats or, flats or drums? <laughs> Ooh, drums, baby. I got to do drums. Oh, flats are cool, on. but I like drums better. See... Drums, now I, I I don't mean to say this in a condescending fashion, but I might sound condescending, so fuck it. Drums is what you eat when you like a young nigga and you just like, yo, this is way better, it's more convenient, you don't gotta get too nigga. But when you realize that all you gotta do for the fucking flat is break off one of the little joints and you can just go like Oh, believe Pause. me, I'm, I believe me. I I know the I know the tricks. I know the tricks on how to eat flats, wings, all that shit. My bro. man said you not about to tell a black <laughs> man how to eat chicken, <laughs> bro. I can I can skin that shit without taking the bones apart. Like I can I just get that joint in the whole. Hey, bro. Anyway, yes, I know how to eat chicken, but me personally, I've always uh. preferred drumsticks to flats. It may be blasphemy, but you know, hey. God, God bless you, man. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna... <laughs> but, but but all right. As a, as a chicken connoisseur, mm-hmm. how, are, is this something that you'll you'll give a shot to? Yeah, I will definitely give a shot to this because I ate them damn uh, what them the mighty wings at McDonald's, which yo were bomb as fuck. If you didn't have them drink, them jokes was banging as fuck. They had like a little spicy to them too. Uh-huh. Uh, so yes, I will try this joint to see how they are, and if they good, I will can 
I will make it a point to go to Chick-fil-A more often. Because I'm like as much as I love Popeyes. It's, it's it's good to have some competition. That's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because like, sure. you can't, I don't get I don't get no fucking chicken at motherfucking KFC. That's so soggy than a motherfucker under season. Come on now, nigga. Let me tell you something, dog. When I hear somebody say that they fuck with KFC over Popeyes, <laughs> dog, immediately I tell myself, yo, you should not hang out with this person. You, they cannot be trusted. Ever. They cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted, dog. <laughs> Ooh, that's some like up. straight blast for me right there. Nigga. Dog, the only thing that KFC has that matches up, and I did not say it's better. I said that matches up mm-hmm. with Popeyes is their sides. Gang, gang. Ex- except for the biscuits. I don't like I don't like their biscuits, but yeah, everything they're, they're else. Trash. Everything else I agree with you on. Like, yes, for sure. Their wedges, their, their little coleslaw, mm-hmm. you got a little mac and cheese. Because them Cajun good. fries just be like soggy all the time. They don't never be crisp or nothing. You're though. right. Mm. That is kind of true, right? They taste good, but it's like they always soggy. Like, mm, mm. you're right. Them potato wedges, though, with nice little crispy edges. Them chunks be oh, on when they good, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know what I like about KFC? I, I'm not gonna lie. This is the one thing I'm gonna say positive about KFC. Huh. That is always accompanied by damn Taco Bell. So you can be a real <laughs> fat ass in that <laughs> chicken and quesadillas, please. Yo, I'm trying to tell you. Shout out to the John Off University right there near Wheeling. Yes. You know what you're talking about. The uh, original official jump. The uh, original official KFC. I think it might have been a KFC Pizza Hut at one point. It might have been. Shit. And then it turned into the KFC Taco Bell. Yo, I never understood how or why things like that exist but and i wonder if it if it exists throughout the u.s i call it captain planet theory when our when when our powers combine we make something new you know what i'm saying oh yeah because what a and w like they used to have a lot of a and w stores because a and w was kind of like um like uh like uh what is that shit called dairy queen where they would have like hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and shit that you could get yeah and it was like you could get um uh, what are those things? Floats like root beer floats and shit at the A and W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they used to have the A and W, the one that they had around for a while. They had it mixed in with something else. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it mm. was the, the same shit. You know what I'm saying? It was a combination store because neither one of them could survive on their own, basically. Facts, yeah, no, definitely. But listen, man, I'm gonna try them damn wings. Yes. Hopefully, this weekend, if possible. And I, we, I'm gonna get back to y'all. And you know what? If they're out, we're gonna we gonna get some damn wings for the 200th episode, a special occasion. Yes. So you already God know. God damn gonna, it! Yes. We're gonna be eating something, and it might just be wings. Is all I'm gonna say. Hey, right. hey, I'm down with it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. All right. Well, Tune before in. we get the fuck up out of here for the night, sir, did you have any suggestions for the folks out here? Listen, man. I know this is gonna be late, but I feel like I gotta say it because I've I've kind of just got around. See, I'm somebody that when the album come out. I feel like I don't want to let the hype dictate how I feel about it. Yep. So I kind of give it some time. I don't really go off the hype. But, dog, my guy, I don't usually give out Spanish reviews neither. <laughs> but Bad Bunny, El Conejo Malo, all right? That nigga is that nigga. Dog. <laughs> let me tell you. Because if, all right, listen, bro. You know, I, I would say if, if you're a Spanish listener, but. Dog, even if you're not, bro, there is a little bit of something for everybody on this album called Un Verano Sin Ti, which is equivalent to A Summer Without You. And I'm telling you, it's a very cohesive project that has different sounds, 
And I know that sounds kind of crazy. How how he how did he do that? But I'm telling you, it's a really well put album album together, well put together album. I think there's many songs on here that just again different different genres. He has obviously he's a reggaeton artist. He has reggaeton on there. Uh, he has kind of like a somewhat popish rock kind of songs on there. Okay. He has kind of very Caribbean sounding, uh, like not as reggaeton sounding beats or whatever. It's just a very diverse album. I think the nigga is, he is, I think he might be bigger than Drake now. I'm going to be honest with Uh-oh. you. Oh, like, okay. Now, because Drake is, or fucking Bad Bunny is actually performing in DC where we're at tomorrow. And I'm so blind I couldn't, I can't go because his tickets is mad expensive right now. And niggas got to pay for a damn trip. But nonetheless, he's performing at a fucking baseball stadium. Not at a basketball arena. A baseball stadium. You know why? Because Because more people. That's why. More people, (laughs) nigga. And you know what? You better believe that seat's going to be fucking packed. Hey, well, you know, when you're performing at a baseball stadium, you got it. Because I'm going to go see Aerosmith at Fenway Park. Oh yeah, yeah. And they this it. is their fiftieth anniversary tour. These oh, niggas are yeah. in the motherfucking stadium. So and look at Bad Bunny. This nigga been in the on the scene for like five years that I know mm-hmm. about, and he's already in the fucking baseball stadiums and shit like that, but outdoor you know, football stadiums. But you know what, right? I think that a reason why he's gotten as big as he has is because he, like, artists should peep his blueprint that this nigga literally plugged himself everywhere in all uh, areas of media. From uh, uh, English artists, mm-hmm. from Drake, to just other English artists that he probably tapped in with, to uh, being in wrestling. The nigga was in fucking wrestling. He wrestled at WrestleMania and Royal Rumble and all kinds of shit. So he kind of was just essentially promoting his brand and yeah. branding himself something crazy. And I feel like for that reason, you have people who don't speak Spanish. I'm telling you, dog, I got friends yeah. who do not speak. And I'm sure you probably Hell fuck with yeah. a couple of bad money this mm-hmm. group. So, and he's been I mean? in he's been in commercials and shit. Like remember the the Corona commercials with Snoop yeah, Dogg and yeah. Salma Hayek, and and uh-huh. he and he's been in at least two other commercials that I've seen too. And he's been in like he's he's about to be. Oh, he's been in one movie at least that I that I've oh yeah, that yeah. I've, I've he was in Narcos too. Mm-hmm. He was in Narcos. See, so yeah, so, now you're right. He's putting himself everywhere. He strategically bro. placed himself greatly or per- perfectly. And all that wrapped up with the fact that I personally deem him to be a pretty likable guy. Like I feel like most people. Like, I don't know how you could hate on Bad Bunny. I feel like he's he's a pretty likable dude. And accompanying that with everything he's done over the last few years, uh, I think, again, he's the fucking pop star of the century. Because I would call him a pop star right now. Because I feel like people from all over the world, damn near, mm-hmm. uh, is fucking with his shit. He has a world tour going on right now. Selling out stadiums. Hey, he when you got motherfuckers se- who don't speak your Spanish, don't speak your language, out here singing your shit in Spanish, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. loving your music, whether they understand it or not, you know, like that's like that uh that group from South Korea, whatever they called. Little Asian oh, dudes. Um, it's like it's just like that. But it's like the, yeah, the, the Spanish the, the, version, you know what I'm saying? Like BTS, 100%. that's what they call BTS. Yeah, BTS, yeah. Yo, that's a that's something you know what's crazy? That's a whole other animal right there mm-hmm. because their fan base is crazy exactly God. they i'll take that back but, they but might bad bunny is runner. on that on that move you know what i'm saying he's on that move yeah, he's he like is. of course latin countries gang gang you know what i'm saying but he's mm-hmm. getting bigger everywhere for else sure, with sure. everyone else and the music is only in spanish you know what i'm saying like yeah, i've heard but, the nigga talk in interviews he doesn't interview very bad but it's you know his english ain't great but he still yes. gets his point across and he's funny so it's like <laughs> no he's a funny motherfucker dog and i feel like 
his humor and all that shit comes out in his music. And dog, he's just dog. I don't understand. Like, listen to the album, y'all. We're, we're, we're giving suggestions yes. to go back to the suggestion thing. Listen to the album, Un Verano Sin Ti. Even if you aren't a Spanish speaker, I promise you, you're going to find something that you you rocking with, that you're going to be driving the last few days of summer with your little boo thing. And you're like, yo, this is the joint right here. Hell All right, yeah. so definitely listen to that joint, Un Verano Sin Ti, Bad Bunny, El Conejo. There you go. Benito. And my joint is completely different. My joint is a movie, <laughs> but it's called American Sicario. Uh, I really I don't I know that. many of the people on there. I think it was like a Netflix uh, movie, but mm. the one person that I do know that's in it is good old Danny Trejo. Mm. And I love me some fucking Danny Trejo. He's the reason I even I even started to watch the movie because he's on the cover of the jump. <laughs> so, but now nah, check it out. It's really fucking good. Obviously, it's about fucking. Um, what are the them niggas called? The cartel niggas. And Man's. Yeah, and them them they're Sicarios working on Yeah, they're like I think this they're set in the United States versus like actually in Mexico, but they are working with the cartels, obviously. So hope I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody who wants to see it. It's like I said, it's a good movie. Go check it out. I think that you'll really fucking enjoy it. I mean, if you liked uh, Sicario at all, and if you liked fucking narcos at all, I'm pretty sure you're gonna like this movie. Oh yeah. Nah, you know, it's funny for the longest time, Danny Trejo was fucking to me and I think my brother known as Machete. Yeah, because he well, it was because he did the Machete movie and then like everybody knew him as that. But I mean, I've seen Danny Trejo in everything. Like the first thing I remember seeing Danny Trejo in is fucking um, what's that goddamn movie called? Desperado. See, I, man, I think for, like I think what you said is is correct. That like for the first time I probably heard of him was I mean I probably had seen him before, but I I'm just sure. never knew his name. Yeah, you know what I mean because he's been in a rack of fucking movies. Mm-hmm. But then when he was in Machete, that was just a big ass fucking movie for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that nigga was just Machete. From Honestly, is one of the it's like the only movie I can think of that like he's the actual star of. Like the movies that I've always seen him in. He's in it with other people, but he's never yeah. the main star of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, this nigga was in Spy Kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. <laughs> you know, he's you're been in everything. Right. He's in everything. You know what I'm saying? God damn. But nah, Danny Trejo is the fucking truth, dog. Yeah, nah, definitely. So definitely go check out American Sicario if y'all get the chance, all right? Facts, facts. All right. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to drop on these people today? Any dimes of wisdom or anything like that? Listen, man, we got 199 in the bag. Yeah. We got one to go to 200. Well, the next episode is going to be 200. Mm-hmm. Just want to say thank y'all for all y'all that's been listening and yes. rocking with us throughout yes, the years. This is a big milestone for both of us yes. right here. Trust me, we do this shit. We have full-time jobs, and we still because we love this shit, man. Yes, so sir. definitely, for those of y'all that listen to us, man, we appreciate y'all. Continue listening, man. We're going to keep rocking till one of us, you know, can't do it no more for whatever reason. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or both of us. But nonetheless, we're going to be here, man, Lord willing. And thank y'all for rocking with us all these years, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you all know where y'all can find us for your listening pleasure. Y'all can hit us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on social medias, at HQ Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And yes, it is all spelled out. Yes, sir. And you can also find us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com. Search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. You'll you'll see us there. You know what the logo is. Yes, sir. You'll see us. All right, y'all. Well, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. You know what I'm saying? If you can't do that, man, make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, listen, man, the summer is ending. It's a few days left in August. Yep. Let's get into the new season with fresh bumpers in our cars. So, goddamn it, use them turn signals so we don't (laughs) run into your bitch ass. All right. 
All day, That's all it. night, y'all. <laughs> all right, y'all. We out of here. We love y'all. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Take care of each other. We'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace. Peace.